Talk News Talk Radio. CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. You're listening to Solo in the City, and I'm Cheryl Besner, your dating guru, as my co-host today always tends to introduce me to people, Ermelinda Booker of CJAD, and PR, like, guru of Montreal as well. You know, to me, you're like the Obi-Wan of dating. <laughs> you are. You have you have the light sword, the light side of the force that cuts through all the complications and all the impossible combinations. And you just, you make it easier for people. Oh, well, you, thank you. You take thank the you. mess trying. out of dating. I just, I, I love listening to the show. I learn so much. But I've also learned, too, that you have, you it just, you're like a guide. You are, you are the force. Well, I, you know, it's not so much of being a guide. I'm, I'm, I'm. I, Maybe in in a certain way. A facilitator. Well, a facilitator, but by leading by example, because I'm I'm out there doing the same thing everybody else is doing that's single. You know, we're trying to rebuild our lives and find new ways of meeting new people. I mean, that's what everybody who is single is always asking me. The first question where can I meet new people? And, And, but it's also beyond that. It's about how to interact with each other, how to have relationships, how to talk to people. And I learned a lot in the last five years. By talking to other people as well. So to me, it's more about being a platform and a source where people can, you know, hear what's going on and take little pockets of information. And, you know, something I might say today or something you might say or one of our guests might say might trigger something in somebody, one of you out there listening right now and say, you know what, that doesn't work for me. Or, you know what, yeah, that happened to me and I reacted the same way or the other person did. So that's really what it's about. You're like you the think? Rosetta Stone of dating. You have I, the code. <laughs> she has the Da Vinci code. No, but I really, I love listening to the show and it's so much fun to be part of it because I think well, thank you. people, you know, with dating, people forget sometimes to be real and to be honest. And your show was about that too, about being 100%. real and being honest. You know, I remember when I used to first start dating, I'd be like, oh, I love NASCAR racing. <laughs> No, I I absolutely would. I'd love to go to the slaughterhouse. That would be so much fun, you know. And then it doesn't work out. So yeah, no. I'm well. That's one of the things that we always talk about is you know, be authentic to yourself and know who it is. You know, that goes back to that movie that we always refer to in the Runaway Bride, where Julia Roberts didn't know what eggs she liked to eat. Yeah. I mean, we we have to know because we can't keep changing for our you know for ourselves for somebody else. We have to know who we are, and that person has to accept us for who we are. Absolutely. And it's also about learning how to grow, too, because, you know, it's good to be yourself, but also, too, to be, to be welcome and open to new experiences, too. A lot of people just, they don't want to get out of their comfort zone, but I oh. find that it's stagnant for you, and you might be missing out on some really great things as a single person if you don't grow and move well, that's, out of that. that's the fear part. Yeah. And and that's that's the one thing that I have to say that I've I've become very aware of is that myself included, you know, when even you choose to end your marriage or a relationship or um, choose to actually build a relationship and, you know, in reference to the age group we're talking about today in the show, yes. which is the 18 to 25 year olds and the dating scene around that, um, you know, the fear of being rejected, the fear of making the wrong decision. Should I, you know, go out with this person? Should I commit? to that person there might be something better should I leave my marriage you know I have a roof over my head and and a partner even though it's not the right partner for me right now what do I do so that's really where I came from is 
not the dating guru and not an expert, but somebody who's living it and trying my best to understand it and learning a lot about myself even from talking to other people about their relationships and what works for them, what doesn't, married people and who have had successful relationships, what worked. And, and, and that's what I kind of put all together to put together what I call my mission of love as, as you know, finding self-love and connecting with ourselves and other people. Well, I'm really looking forward to today's shows uh, uh, because I, well, I have a lot of friends who will be listening tonight uh, because they're, I work with a lot of wonderful young people who are in the age group 18 to 25. And one of the things that I've heard is because a lot of them grew up with social media, which is ironic if you look at the context of it, because it's almost like being part of the matrix. You're in the box. You're, you're, and, and there's all these different dating apps. But a lot of them, unlike other generations which might have actually had actually they belong to I know I'm going to sound really old but you know maybe you belong to a club like a gardening club or a bowling club okay or, that does sound a little like <laughs> but, but, but maybe no but let, let me run but it's on, good no no like, no you're on the right track though, but, but like I, I belong to a biking group on meetup and so you know that the, there's there there's a lot of a lot of people of this generation where they didn't grow up with the clubs they didn't they weren't a boy scout or a girl scout they didn't you know, they didn't have that volunteer experience. So the actual getting off of the app and getting into reality, mm-hmm. out of virtual, into, into the real world and talking to people. And, hey, older people have that problem, too. You know, it's a matter of taking that virtual reality and bring it into the into the real world and having real experiences and real communication. I think that's something that's sort of ageless. But with this group, a lot of my f- younger friends say, like, I'm just, I'm not sure. I'm really good at texting, but I'm not so good at talking. And, and a lot of people who think they're good at texting aren't actually sending out the right messages when they are texting. I mean, ah, they're, they're, yeah. Ee. You know, you think you're saying one thing and it's being taken by the other person by a in a totally different vein they're not even thinking about it and I know like I have I have children in this age category and all my friends have children in this age category and what's interesting is from the people that I've talked to my friends or the the young generation that I meet on the street and people who are going to be on the show today um, you know what they're not having that much different challenge than we are having it's the same kind of challenges it's how to actually physically connect with somebody and you know we're sitting there talking about well somebody texted me and uh we've gone out twice they texted me saying well i it seems that you've disconnected by text well i asked them what does that mean and the other person said to me well i don't want to see them anymore i said You've gone out with them a couple times, and you're just not going to respond to a text? Wow. I know. So this is where we've gotten to. We've gotten to such a disconnect that we don't even know the proper way to disconnect to somebody that we've actually had some form of relationship with. You you know, it's ironic because I think about that because, you know, uh, when we were growing up, we had phone, phone messages, pagers, you know, and of course now, like I'm, I'm on, I've got 15 different ways to get in touch with people and vice versa. But I've heard from a lot of people, including just what you said, it's just like, we have so many different ways to reach out to people, but the actual ability, even if it's to break up with someone, to, that, that people are just so scared, like, oh, I don't want to say how I feel, but you're going to hurt that other person's feeling. 100%. And, and, and also, I, I, I've had younger girlfriends say that they were broken up by text. And they said, even if he just picked up the phone, even if he didn't meet me face to face, I would have appreciated it because this just feels so cold and impersonal. And I know it's right. hard. Breaking up is probably as hard as getting together. They're, they're both very big steps to do. But... 
you know, I, I'm looking forward to, to hearing our guests today and their experiences. hundred uh, percent. Well, you know, and it's interesting because I was talking with one of our guests, actually. He's a, a young gentleman. His name is Steve-O. And he was actually in a movie that was done by a fantastic uh, woman. She, uh, Her name is Sophie Lambert. And uh, she did this movie called L'Amour au Temps de Numérique. And he was in it. And just before the show, we were talking about how um, he happens to be gay and he, and I was saying you know do you think that it's different for you than anybody else and he was saying no you know like w- he was telling me all the problems that he was having in his dating world or in you know in his personal world and they were exactly the same as I went through and you might be going through and other people out there of all different ages it doesn't really matter heterosexual gay transgender oh, no. or age it is all about the fact that people don't know how to connect and they also don't know how to disconnect and, well, and at any age and and there's the middle ground which is how to stay connected and so, that's a whole different thing that's a whole ball of wax <laughs> right there I, I think right now we're trying on the show to figure out how people can connect better okay. no matter what the age but especially in this challenging for the 18 to 25 year olds who are at the point where they want to have a relationship, and a lot of them want to eventually get married and have children, and they're not. So this is a very important stage that we're talking about now. So coming up next, we're going to be welcoming um, this young gentleman uh, onto the show. He was on L'Amour au Temps du Numérique, and it's all about how technology has changed the dating habits of the 18- to 25-year-olds. You're listening to So Long City on CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is your guide to dating and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City and my guest co-host, Irma Linda Boker. And today she's helping me activate all about dating for 18 to 25-year-olds and activating the discussion, Irma Linda Boker. And and I am thrilled to be here. My my inner millennial is rejoicing in, <laughs> in this topic. And you know, I think also that you know, in, in the interest of everybody understanding how everybody else is thinking, I think it's really important to explore you know the mindsets of different age groups and also to the the difficulties that different groups do have. Sometimes we have the same, and sometimes it's completely different. So. I am. So, I, I can't wait to introduce our guest. He is awesome. He is awesome. His name is Steve Tran. He is a model, but he is also very established in many other areas of his life. And he was also an actor and participated in a fantastic documentary that was done by Sophie Lambert, and it was called L'Amour au Temps de Numérique. Welcome to. I'm going to call this like the love table instead of the round table, yes. and uh, going forward in the show. But welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you. Thank you for having me, actually. Um, well, you know, it's a lot of fun because in, in this uh, generation, you know, we have so many um, technology apps and things like that that are out there that are, um, people think are great helps to us. But on certain levels, we, you know, we've talked about this, that you actually yeah. found it a little bit of a hindrance, especially to your age group, right? Well, yes, a little. Like, I mean, you know, there's so many... There's so many of them, first of all, you know, and then it makes yourself kind of like losing all the mystery of of being, you know, like, I don't know, like just people come to you and they're just, they're just like, oh, I saw him on that side and on that, on that side, on that app, on this, on so that. So it takes you know? away the surprise. It takes away the surprise and the mystery because we all know that like, you know, 
I'm pretty sure it's the same thing, same thing for everyone. You know, like uh, I'm meeting someone and then, oh yeah, I know him or I know her, and then you know, like it's just like losing all the interest kind of thing. You and know? do like, they really even know you? I mean, that they, they don't. They don't exactly. even know me. I mean, like they never talk to me actually. So it's just like a a, a strange. It, it became a strange thing of people knowing everyone without really knowing them, and especially like I'm talking myself in the gay community. I mean, like, it's pretty much the same thing as all the other community as well. But, I mean, like, I feel that it's even more, like, you know, like, in a little bubble and then, like, it's even worse. Uh, is it really? I don't know because I'm not in the straight world. Yeah. Uh, um, could, I can tell you that it's probably the same in uh, any community out there. Yeah. Uh, you tend to get onto these apps because right now we are talking about the apps and how they're affecting people in mm -hmm. the younger generation um, because the fact is it's affecting everybody in every generation yeah. you know understanding that what we think we know about somebody we don't know no and we don't we don't, we don't. It's, it's until all we meet surface. them you right. know, and pretty much like that's yeah. that's what applications are for you know like it's like for breaking the ice without having the guts to do it in person right but then you can be like the person you want to be it doesn't have to be the person you really are, right? And then through the dating, the real, you know, live action dating, that's when you kind of like know, well, you get to know someone, you know? So, and, and then sometimes it's like, well, in my experience, it's most of the time negative. It's not like a really, fun thing eh? to do because oh. like, see, but that's the thing because people like to show a, a, a side of their personality that is not dominant in their life, right? So they actually want to show that, oh, I'm doing some martial arts, I'm doing some sports, I'm traveling and everything. But that's kind of like three percent of their lives. Uh, it's true. Eh? But, but And that's one of the things is that people don't realize sometimes is that what you're putting out there, if you want to meet people and be in a relationship with people, you actually have to put out who you are. Because once you meet them, it's a whole, it's ball game over, right? Well, yeah. But I mean, like, I don't even understand why you can't be true to someone because... Any other day, it's just going to, you know, like, stab you in the back, you know, because, like, that's how it works. You get to know someone with time, and and you, you, you're just, you're not even buying yourself time. I, I just don't even understand why people are not true anymore, you know? Well, you know, Melinda, we were talking about this before, because Steve-O is also a model, amongst right. many other things. And he's a you know beautiful man, and obviously takes care of himself, works out great, and he does a lot of uh, underwear um, modeling as well. So he feels that people look at that and they think that's who he is rather than this very deep individual. Well, it's funny because when I first saw Cheryl's picture, and she's gorgeous. I mean, you, you <laughs> no, but you just are. I'm sorry, yeah, sorry but oh. you are. But, but, but the funny thing is, you know, you look at a beautiful, a beautiful woman like Cheryl or a good-looking man like yourself. And the thing is, is that it's true in the gay world or the straight world. There are people who, who are very, you know, you scratch the surface and there's just more surface. But there's other people, and that's what this show is all about, is like finding what's really underneath. And, and people should never, I think a lot of people are very insecure. So they try to be that which they're not. As you said, I'm a martial artist or I do this. And yeah. they, because they're afraid that if people really get to know them, and I guess this is probably something you've discussed a lot, sometimes we're afraid if people really get to know us without how all the great things we do, that they're not going to really like us. 
Well, I think that's the biggest fear for anybody. You know, and now this is all about you know, this movie that you were a participant in, right, Steve? Yeah. So, Steve, you were part of this movie that uh, Sophie Lambert created. Again, it's L'Amour. Um, sorry, I, uh, when I go into French, sometimes I get a little nervous. <laughs> L'Amour autant du numérique. Yeah. And, and it's all about just that because she, uh, Sophie, has uh, younger children, like yeah. teenage children, and she wanted to understand what they call the hookup generation, yeah. right? That was her term in that as well, right? Yeah. So tell me a little bit. Do you think and do you feel that you're part of a hookup generation? Of course. Of course. I'm, I'm not so, going to deny it. It's just that uh, we have everything in front of us and we have so many opportunities that, you know, like, let's say, let's talk about like maybe like 10 years ago. We didn't have such things as applications. Right. Who would show people who are close to you around and that are ready to maybe have, like, need the same thing that you're looking for or something, you know? So you would have to actually go and talk to someone. Now I can, like, just log on to my application, whatever it is, and just, like, talk to, like, maybe, like, 20 different people at the same time, you know, oh, without even feeling guilty. Because that's how things work now. Uh we we are we consume a lot, right? You know? And and you exude a lot, and you consume, and you exude a lot as yeah, well, yeah, right? Of course. But are we actually holding on to any of it? Are we actually connecting with the information that we're getting, and then allowing ourselves to connect to the person on the other end? I'm just curious because I know uh, uh, our morning show producer Sarah Day, who you know, mm-hmm. I've heard fabulous. Uh, she talks about Tinder. What are some of the other sites that pe- the apps that people are using for for dating? What are the, what is popular? Well, you have like Badu. Uh, you have um, well, I'm talking for the gay world. I mean, like you have uh, Hornet, you have Grinder, you have Boyahor, you have Guy Spy, you have Scruff, you have and name it. It right. never ends. But you also have on all the other apps, um, whether it's a match or solo in the city, because we do have a dating site, um, you can go on it and you can say your gender and the gender you're looking for. So almost any application or online dating service does allow you to go into the community of which you want to socialize with. So, um, And then, you, as you said, you have all these apps specifically yeah. for the gay world also. Yeah. So do you, do you think that from the gay community that you experience different problems than, or different challenges, I should say, that other people don't have to deal with? Or you think that we're all the same in the end? Well, before the, the movie, actually, I thought that the gay community was would face things that the straight world or bisexual world or anything like would would uh, have to live every day, you know, because like I thought we're such a small community. And then after after like um, that, the movie, uh, you know, aired on TV and everything. I had so many uh, people coming to me and actually like just telling me like your story. I know what it is because I live it as well. And I'm straight. And just to let you know that everyone in our generation, let's say in the big, I don't want to put everyone in the same box, you know, but like the people who are using those applications are living all the same things. That's I mean, right. like it's it's kind of like the, everyone is insecure, like what you said before, mm-hmm. everyone is insecure and they want to try to, you know, like show a part of their personality that is not right. really dominant and... 
Well, I, I think in the end, you know what? We all hurt the same way. We all feel the same way. We all love the same way. And we all want to be loved the same way. It's two mm-hmm. people. We want to connect with a person, right? Yeah, but that's what it's about. That's the thing with all the application is that instead of like, let's say, here's a timeline of your life and you would have dated, I don't know, like maybe like 10 person in your whole life, right? I would have dated like something like, or seen or talked to, I don't know, like a hundred of them. Wow. So yeah. you get hurt. A hundred percent. Way more. I mean, like, and it on different levels, of yeah. course. But you know, it, it it also goes to show you we're the same, and and um, we're going to talk more about that at the the love table coming up um, on the next segment. And if you want to hear more about what it is we've been talking about today, you can go to us um, on iTunes and pick up what you might have missed earlier on in the show. I do want to thank you, Steve-O, for coming in and sharing your experience with us and talking so frankly about your own personal love life yeah. as well as... Well, well you're welcome. You're so the welcome. Documentary. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, Ermelinda, we're going to be talking more about this at the Roundtable coming up. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Welcome back to Solo in the City, and it's time for our love table. I, I love this. I'm going to love table instead of round table. I think I've dubbed a new thing. And here with me again, Ermelinda Booker. Um, we're ready to talk more about 18 to 25-year-old dating habits. I think it's great. I'm so happy to be part of the love table, and I'm very excited about our next guest. I know. So we're welcoming right now Marissa Miller. She's the contributing writer for the New York Times, as well as Vogue, BBC Travel, the Montreal Gazette, Cosmopolitan, and, of course, Teen Vogue. So welcome to the show, Marissa. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And then A.D. Jennings. She's a director and videographer, and she has a short documentary coming out uh, very soon this summer called Skater and Thieves. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Hi, ladies. Well, you know, we just had a fantastic guest on the show, and um, he's actually from the gay community, and he was in a movie called L'Amour au Temps du Numérique that was done by Sophie Lambert. Um, And I happen to have watched that movie, and it was fascinating about how technology is, well, it's kind of screwing up the younger generation um, for a lot of people. So um, let's start with you, Marissa. What do you think are the preoccupations with the 18 to 25-year-olds when it comes to dating? Right now, I think teens are typically doing all they can to avoid spending time in person. There's so much of this courtship that's taking place behind the screens and, you know, such a real lack of intimacy that I'm for the first time. I mean, when I was in high school, we I think Facebook was just starting out, so we weren't really navigating that whole digital space. And so I think um, people are going through great lengths to avoid each other. But, you know, I would like to give credit to the, ne- the Netflix and chill, which is kind of this way to lure someone into your lair under the guise of potentially sleeping with them. But at least there, you know, you're getting some face time. You're spending time together. Uh, you're bonding over the plot lines if you are, in fact, uh, watching the show. So that pretty much sums it up. I have to tell you right now, I think Ermelinda and I are looking at each other in studio going, really? <laughs> I, 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 
No, well, it's, it's, I actually do she have does. kids, <laughs> and I and I have a lot of friends. I mentor a lot of students in my job, and you know, and I've heard this from them. They say it's yeah. it's very difficult. While it's easy to meet people, it's not easy to know people. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you I, think yeah. about this, Ad? Well, I think that there's, you know, because everything is done online now and we're lacking these kind of like even social coping mechanisms, coping mechanisms of like, how do you act around people in person? Um, I think that a lot of young people may even be a little bit scared to, to actually go out and meet those people that they've been interacting with online in person. Um, so definitely, I think there might be a little bit of apprehension and a little bit of fear, and they don't really know how to handle having a conversation where you don't have three, four minutes to think about what you're going to write and how you're going to respond. So it's completely changed the game. Hmm. Well, it's interesting because I have to tell you, when I was 18, most of my friends were already thinking about, you know, what their wedding gowns would look like. I mean, uh, they they really were uh, so far there. And we had probably had one or two boyfriends at the time and long relationships of two years. And and I see with my kids um, very different responses, actually. My son, who has been in a long-term relationship since he's 21, and my daughter, who has had relationships, but she's also out there right now. She's 23, and she's trying out all these different dating apps, and and she herself is having trouble with that, even though she's from the technological world. So, hmm. yeah, I know. So what do you think? For instance, uh, Marissa, like, mm-hmm. how has this personally impacted you in your dating world? Well, for me, I am not for dating apps just personally because I'm so into the organic meat cutes. But I'm never I'm never one to yes I'm not yum. I think that the, the mantra is do what feels natural to you, do what is comfortable to you. If it helps you get out of your comfort zone and meeting someone, I'm all for that. Um, but I see the what's kind of problematic about it is that people are so worried about kind of matching their dating profiles in real life because our digital presentations of ourselves are sometimes their false representations. And so, you know, seeing someone for the first time after spending several hours um, speaking in emojis, which are essentially (laughs) modern-day hieroglyphs, Mm -hmm. um, it's very... uh, disconcerting and and uh it's it's really difficult for a lot of people that's marissa miller you're listening to right now and um obviously one of the writers for teen vogue so very up on this and and darla you i want to get your viewpoint on this you know you're involved a lot in this community as well and through your movie what do you think about all this and how does it affect your dating life well I know why dating apps are used, and I totally understand it, especially in this day and age. We're all so concerned with staying busy and being busy, and that really, and we are busy, so that definitely does help those who don't have time to go out and about and meet people and take that chance. Um, however, in my opinion, in my experience, meeting someone online is always a gross misrepresentation of what they were like in person. I found myself more so than not disappointed with the outcome. So like Marissa, I'm 110% a proponent of the old school method of just putting yourself out there, going out, meeting people, uh, approaching strangers, and and just really having that human face-to-face relationship and interaction. 
Well, you know, our guest earlier, Steve-O, was talking to us, and he was saying that a lot of it to him is insecurity. Do you think that most people out there, the 18 to 25, do you think that there is a lot of insecurity which stops them from approaching people? Maybe that's part of the reason that they're hiding behind these apps is their own insecurities. Yeah, I don't think... Oh, go ahead, Marissa. (laughs) Marissa, let's hear from you. I don't think they even developed a chance to kind of hone those skills of interacting because they grew up in such a digital age. I think they were born into that sort of culture, so approaching people was never part of their language and, um, and, and their culture and their lifestyle. So I don't think we can fault them. I mean, it's kind of just a product of of being millennials. And, you know, I, I don't think we should fight the culture. I think we should embrace it because this is the way that things are moving. But, you know, looking looking backwards at that uh, at this generation, it kind of is a little bit depressing to see. Well, I think, Ermelinda, you know, you and I are from the same generation, and we're both very outgoing, you know, outspoken people. I've never had a problem, but I know a lot of people who do have that problem being as outspoken as AD and just going up to people. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because both of you in your careers, you, uh, Marissa, and you, AD, you know, Marissa, you're a writer. You're always meeting people. You're always meeting people and you're always talking to people. And AD, as a director and a videographer, you're always meeting and talking to people. But and they're a, communicators. And, you're and communicators. communicators. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as we were mentioning earlier, you know, um, I spent a career in broadcasting and, and as a reporter, so I was always meeting people. So I never really found it a problem, but I do remember when chat rooms first came into existence, you know, eons ago. And mm-hmm. I, and I remembered, like, you, you chat with someone, and then when you met them, you were so disappointed because the chatting seemed to be so much fun, And but you're all it's all in your head. It's all in your head, right? You're imagining, yeah. you're imagining what it's going to be like. And then you meet them, and the image and that person doesn't match the writing. Well, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to jump in there and say that um, I myself have met a lot of people online uh, during my uh, dating career, as uh, I'll refer to it. And um, I think that one of the things that people can can kind of understand is the best thing about dating apps is to use them as an introduction. And then the next thing is my tip to you all is get off the app make a FaceTime. That's the beauty of all the technology we have. You can know who the person is. You can see them. You can know that they are actually who they are presenting themselves to be online. And that can kind of help through this whole thing. And remember, the whole point is to connect with people. So... Anyway, I want to thank you both, um, Marissa, for joining us, and uh, A.D., uh, very enlightening, and I'd uh, love to have you both back on the show to talk about many other things about the dating oh, world. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you both. Thank you, Marissa. And coming up, we're going to be talking about what's going on in the city and filling you in. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJD 800. Listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800.
This is your guide to relating, dating, and mating. You're listening to Solo in the City, and we are about to talk about what's going on in the city. And today, again, Irma Linda, you're going to help me out with that, aren't you? I certainly am. And it's funny because I was just talking about this earlier because I have a great biking group. Uh, and, of course, we've got the West Montreal 40 Meetup Group Sunday morning. It's Leisure Biking Laval. These are tons of fun, really, exercise. And, and you're part of, is it this group you're part no, of? No, you're no, one no, of the other ones because you're doing the Meetup also, yes. right? as well. Uh, yeah. But this is uh, 10 a.m. on Sunday, May the 8th. And then again, the same group, uh, 40 Plus Meetup Group, is having an authentic Mexican cuisine cooking class. This is taking place at the Provigo in Le Marche Pierrefonds. It's um, a great place to go out and meet new people, cook together, and again, you get to uh, try all these delicacies so it's a lot of fun it's happening at six uh, it's happening at 6 15 on tuesday night and your chef that night is chef hamza so a lot of fun for that one and if you're in the food for more cooking and mm-hmm. eating and eating well there's cook and date the uh, theme is feeling italy uh 30 to 45 that's 6 30 p.m on thursday may the 12th uh, have you ever tried cook and date? No, I've, I've, this, is the, this is a brand new one for me. Okay, so um, you've never tried it. I'm going to tell you what it is okay. briefly, and it's a great thing for people out there. Um, this is a woman. She puts together these cooking evenings, and you go to a different location. You, you have to get online. You can okay. become a member, and she's always doing you know very specific age groups very specific types of cuisine and you go you meet it's normally 10 men 10 women nice you have a drink together then you start preparing together you cook together and then you eat together so it's very light it's very easy going as a matter of fact i did a little expose on it and if you go to solo in the city or 365 days to find love which was the original blog that i did you can actually see me at one of her events and so much fun. You are such a woman about town. <laughs> well, I, I do like to be out and about. And so there's more things going on. So again, this week, we have karaoke night. This Yay. is happening Thursday. If you like to sing, get those vocal cords ready. So it's Montreal Singles Dating Events is hosting this one and it's happening at the Brasserie Rapids in La Salle and um, 8.30 p.m. on Thursday. West Montreal 40 Plus, once again, uh, meetup group. They have an amazing foodie experience at the classic French bistro Le Saucier, because you have to say it with an accent. Yes, you do. In, in Ville <laughs> we, we tested my French <laughs> earlier in the show. It's only $17, 6.30 p.m., Friday, May the 13th. You said that so well. How come you didn't do the Italian voice earlier? I just, I just was inspired now. Ah, you were, eh? <laughs> um, and there's also a mix and mingle dance party that's happening at the Quality Hotel in Midtown. It's happening Saturday night at 8.30. And now this looks like this looks like great fun. Because <laughs> I, I, I ride, I'm, I'm a horseback. Uh, are you? Yes, I am. Uh, saddle up, Montreal Single Dating Events Meetup Group, Mix and Mingle Horseback Riding. You have to try this at St. Lazar Ranch. Tons of fun. 11 a.m. Saturday, May the 14th. Now, also Saturday, May the 14th. This is really exciting for me. Um... We are going to be doing our first live (gasps) call-in show. I am like so beyond happy you know this this is mother's day tomorrow and all of you mothers that are out there celebrating um this is meant for you 
Okay, single, not single. This is about us loving ourselves. And um, I'm so excited because Dr. Lori Petito, our very own CJAD, Dr. Lori Petito from Passion, will be joining me in studio along with three girlfriends, one of hers, one of mine, and um, a surprise visitor. And we're going to be having late night pajama talk. So this is pillow talk for you ladies. We're going to talk about anything you want about your love life, your romance, um, who you want to meet, who you want to have sex with, how to have sex with them if that's what you want to talk about. So we're going to be in studio. You're even going to be able to see us um, online. And we're going to be, yeah, so what I want everybody to do is get into your pajamas next week, sit down at 10 o'clock, listen to the radio, pour yourself a glass of wine or a hot cocoa, And then let's talk. Girl talk, just like we used to on Saturday night slumber parties when we were 18 and not having technology apps at our fingertips. Now, uh, I do have, uh, of course, because I'm sure you get a lot of emails and a lot of texts. I've got a question for you here. Okay. Okay. Uh, This is from Carol. And Carol has a question for you. She says, how do you know if the person you're in a relationship with is cheating. How do you know if they're with somebody else? Okay, well, you know, there's a lot of signs that we can look for. And by the way, it's universal. Um, Men cheat, women cheat. Um, Yep. Yep. Well, one of the things that we can look for is a change in routine. That's first and foremost. You know, things start to change, whether it's um, when people are coming home, when they're contacting you, how often you're having sex. It could, and by the way, that one, it can go up or down. Sometimes the oh. sex life drops. I know, surprising. But sometimes they want to cover up for the fact, or they're getting so inspired by their new lover that they want to have sex. I, <laughs> I know. know. But what but about that's... what about things like changing of like all of a sudden they're wearing different clothing, wearing or different clothing, perfume. having different tastes in certain things. Mm. Um, all of a sudden wanting to go skiing and um, they hate snow and um, oh. have never wanted to ski in their life. So things like that. Phones. One of the things that we have now is our phones. You can see them constantly taking their phone with them when they go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, little things like that. So it's it's how the other person is contacting. That, okay. that person that they're seeing also. Um, you can have also fights. You know, people fight more um, because they're, they're looking for a way out. So if um, you think he's cheating, and the other thing that most experts will say, if you think, chances are you're right. It's not always the case, but your instincts usually tell you. So how do we get in touch with you if we have more questions for you? If you have more questions on next week, you can call into the studio. But if you can, send them to me at Cheryl at Solo in the City. Or you can call me at 1-844-744-SOLO, and I will get back to you. So... Great show, eh, Melinda? It's so much, so much fun talking. Fast. I know there's always too much dialogue and too many things to talk about, and it can go on and on. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me again this uh, time. So happy to be here with you anytime. Thank you so much, and remember, follow me on Twitter, and you can listen to all our shows on iTunes and SoundCloud, or go to SoloInTheCity.tv. You're listening to us every Saturday night at 10 p.m. I'm Cheryl Besner, solo in the city on CJAD 800. So remember, keep integrating social solutions because we all know it's all about the kiss.